everybody simple question this week take a simple household item and make it deadly extra points if you can tell me what movie we already did this question for uh didn't we did, did it we for the uh, we did it for Wait, the year next nope. the year next I, podcast i was getting ready to say that no nope. we did what yes we nope. did <laughs> no we did that's a slightly different thing because this is <laughs> you're creating an invention that is a normal-looking household item, but then it's also deadly to the user. So I have to make up my own household appliance, basically? No, you don't have to invent it. Like, Oh, that you're saying I was for that. Okay, right. I, like, I uh, So, like, um, it's a toaster, but whenever you push the lever down, it electrocutes you, or whatever. <laughs> like, that's a very dumb example, but my point remains. Like, <laughs> it's a normal thing, but then when you try to use it, it kills you. How about if you push down the toaster? Nobody knows what this you is You push from? down a lever on a toaster... And then, uh, you, as you're waiting, you know, it, it starts to take a while, a while, you peek over, and then the <laughs> bread... It the fires bread, the toaster through your head. The bread is laser hot, and it, like, sends a carotid, <laughs> you know... Yes, that yeah. is the perfect example. That is, that okay, can well, be your invention. Example, yes. <laughs> a toaster that, when you use it, will take so long that you will become curious and look through the toast slot. Yeah, you'll, like, uh, take a little peek in there, and it'll, Elmer like, blast up into your face. <laughs> yeah. What about a, uh, a vacuum that, whenever you're vacuuming, it sucks the skin off your feet? <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean, like, fr from no. underneath, from the back part? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you accidentally suck somebody else's skin off their feet? No, like, you're, you're vacuuming, and you're barefoot, you know, and then from the back of it, it's just like... <laughs> like, you go to, like... You, you know, you push it forward, it just does regular vacuuming, and then you go to pull it back, and it's like, now's my chance, and it just eats your leg. Yes. That sounds good. Death vacuum. The vacuum that eats. That eats people. Alright. Wait, was it the Phantom? It is the Phantom. Uh. <laughs> but you only knew that because I was looking at Billy Zane movies, yeah, I couldn't remember the like, fucking okay, name of it. Well. <laughs> so, for the Phantom, just quickly before Cheats gives his answer... It was some kind of a microscope that stabs you in your eyes. That's oh, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. I was thinking yeah. about the Phantom when we were watching this movie. And, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was a great time to revisit the household item that murders you category. Obviously, I wasn't wrong, because none of you motherfuckers even knew what it was from. I mean, that's fair. I, I give you that. The year, to be fair, the year next question was extremely similar. Yes. It was way more like... <laughs> Home Alone style, though. Like Her. we just took a kitchen appliance. We took we did a kitchen appliance. It was the favorite kitchen appliance to murder someone with. I yeah, believe. but they were not modified in any way. My point is that you have created a whole new invention that is just disguised as a household item. Yeah, this the is a sucking vacuum. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. nothing like it. So, what mine is the nothing alike. <laughs> what mine is is a rolling pin, and it looks oh. just like a regular rolling pin. And so when you take it. You know, you start using it. After you do exactly three rolls, it explodes in the shrapnel, just spraying mm -hmm. metal everywhere. Yes. 
It's a metal rolling pin? No, it doesn't matter. Just It's just a regular... Like, Wait. So, you can put what? you can put shrapnel and explosives inside of a wooden rolling pin. Yeah. I see. They're I inside see the saying. wooden shell. Yeah, yeah, so like you use it and you think you're just, you know, using a rolling pin. And all of a sudden it's just point blank shrapnel grenade, basically. This would only, be a... only, in this case, less of an explosion. And this is just straight, just metal bits everywhere. Fair enough. Can the brand of my murder vacuum be Dyson? <laughs> it absolutely can. <laughs> what about a what about a bowling ball that chops your fingers off when you put your fingers in it? Oh, that is good. I like it. Sinister as fuck. As soon as your fingers hit the bottom of the like the hole, <laughs> it, then it like uh you know sends like the little release yeah, mechanism yeah, 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 yeah. to chop at the top. <laughs> so you know. You can't just, like, just lose a little bit of finger. <laughs> to trigger it at all, it's like, you're deep in there. Did you say yours? <laughs> no, I was getting ready to. Okay. So, mine would be an electric toothbrush that, as soon as you start to use it, the bristles move out of the way and just blades start coming out and stabbing. Ooh, yeah, that's okay. right. Or, even more hardcore, uh, it turns into a steel brush. Yeah, fair, fair, it, whatever, it... It fucks you like up a, in every possible way. Like a grill way. brush. <laughs> yeah, or yes. even more hardcore, it turns into a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, since, since you made the ruling on this, specifically that it has to be something that kills the user, my other idea, and this is just like a random weapon, is basically, it just looks like a big toaster, but then what happens is there's an, a third lever that as soon as you hit, it just spikes jettison out, and then you just pull the cord that's really long, and it's a flail. No, that's that's a that's just a murder weapon. I know, that's what I'm saying. You specifically <laughs> made the rule and it had to kill the user. But if you didn't have to kill the user, yes. it would be a secret flail toaster. Yes. You can just basically do that already with a toaster. With a normal toaster. But yeah, I mean, I get... True. For cheats, though, like, since it's got the, the spikes, yeah. you hit them with it, and the spikes stab in, and then they retract so you get it back, and then they pop back out. Yep. Uh, just... FYI, my uh, toothbrush was a oral B fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Great question, Philip. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheeks the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And Phil made a couple of blind picks for us today. Mm hmm. Tell our audience what you picked. Yep. Uh, don't blame me. Did these entirely at random. But I went after a couple of robot movies. So there's... Okay. Both from American International. Did you just Google robot movies? Well, I don't remember what I Googled, but it was either that or, like, something close to that. I, I was trying to find a weird robot movie. Like, where things are robots that, like... Don't make any sense. It doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> like, because the entire time I'm watching these, I'm just like... I'm like, one, how did Philip find these... And two, what the fuck is the connection? Well, and they're, like, they're robots. Yeah, that was the only thing I could come and up American with. American International. That would only meant something to you. <laughs> Philip wouldn't have paid attention to that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have been searching for American International movies, but it just so happens that apparently they have a hard-on for movies that have robots in them where it's just totally unnecessary. So, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine from 1965 and Chomps from 1979, and CHOMPS being an acronym in this case. Don't bother trying to search it any other way. You'll never fucking find it. Yep. 
And why would you want to? <laughs> no, nobody should ever want to find this. <laughs> this is definitely not the worst movie I've ever made us watch, but it is among the worst 20. <laughs> I'm still saying a lot. Uh, uh, maybe, I don't know. Objectively, like, it's just kind of meh. But, like, as Really, that's as... almost the worst sin, though. Yeah. Both of these movies, like, could have benefited from being a little darker than they than they were. Like, well, what's weird is that occasionally they'll just be dark for a second and then just switch right. immediately back to being campy and ridiculous. Also, there's so much just, like, chase music, which is fine because there's so many chase scenes between these. Considering, like, almost the entire, like... Last fourth of Doctor Goldfoot is a ch- is a chase machine. There are or a sequence there order. are nine <laughs> chase machine chase machine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that being the name of the movie. See, that's right? the deadly that's the deadly weapon your car would turn into. <laughs> they go through nine vehicles between the uh, two pairs of chasers. Right? God damn! <laughs> like both of these... I knew it was a lot, but I didn't like actually. Yeah, I was keeping track after a while. <laughs> these are two of the longest hour and thirty minute movies we've done. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine flew by, but... No, not me. Chomps, on the other hand, Wait. It felt like it took my entire life to watch. <laughs> Dr. Goldfoot, I can kind of agree for you, because there's parts that happen where it's like, it seems like it's going along, and then it hits the spot where it's just like, just a complete slog. And then it picks up a little bit, and then it's a slog. But Chomps is straight up like, like one of those where, I at one point, I kind of forgot, because I was looking at stuff on my computer, because it was just like, Man, there's just nothing happening in this. And then there was like there was like a two minute time period where I was just like, "Fuck, this is still on." Like, what's going on? I feel like I've been sitting here for two hours. There were two separate times I had to back up the video because I my uh, brain had left. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, what happened during this sec- this long section where they're playing the same piece of music and there isn't a dialogue? Yeah. So let me back up. <laughs> Okay. Philip, be <laughs> honest with us. Did you watch, watch these on 1.5 speed? There wasn't the choice to. Because uh, okay. I watched them using the two ways that you guys suggested. Well, I guess I could have watched the YouTube one. Uh, yeah, I, I put this one on YouTube playlist. You I watched it on yet. my phone, so I don't think it, I don't think the YouTube player, the free YouTube player on your phone, has the option to go faster. Maybe it did. It I does. Don't know. It does. I was, I was sculpting it's, during it, that. I was doing something else, because <laughs> if I hadn't been, I probably just blew my fucking brains out. I would have probably, I would have had to find a way to watch it faster. Do you want to start with Chomps since we're already kind of talking pretty heavily about it? <laughs> I know it does not matter to me, man. I got no, I got no dog in this race, if you will. Oh, hey, Chomps—the acronym that stands for uh, what is it? Canine. Canine Home Protection System. Yeah. And home is H O M. Yeah, like why the O and the M? Just, just. Well, then it would be. Chips. It would be chips, and that's already an acronym that's on TV. Which this felt like it was made for TV, even though uh, Monster the dog says shit. Yeah, yeah. once, right oh, at the yeah. very last like second. Shit. Oh. <laughs> the funniest part of the whole movie, really. Yeah, as far as for being made for TV, like I'm getting some classic bikey vibes off well, this. You know, this is a <laughs> this is a co-production with uh, American International Pictures and Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as that came on, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is written by Joseph Barbera of, you know, Hanna-Barbera fame. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't do a very good job on it, because I like most of the Hanna-Barbera well, this, cartoons. Well, this makes sense in a 22-minute, like, uh... Format. Yeah, and, and in that format, this makes perfect sense. 
Like, arguably, there is there is as much slow motion in this movie as there is some action movies in the last, like, ten years. There's, like, so much slow motion for things. Also, the cover of this movie, or the movie poster, like, makes Chomps look like a fucking maniac. <laughs> I mean, he so, is like, kind of a maniac, but he's got, like, crazy glowy red eyes, and he's carrying dynamite. I mean, he has that in the movie, though. It's not inaccurate. Yeah. Like it's just, he doesn't it's have not like normal like, where we're like, oh, this movie was gonna be gr- badass, and then it's just not. Like no shit, the scenes where they zoom in on his face whenever like he's he's going into robot mode, uh, like out of context, I would totally think that's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they've made like a hundred horror movies just like this. Cheats. <laughs> yeah. Really have. I mean, yeah. What was it? Rottweiler? Was that the the robot murder dog? Oh, that's one of them. That's the Man's one that Brian friend. Yuzma did. I was thinking Man's Best Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it have Lance Hendrickson in it? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's there, Robot Dog, too. <laughs> there are several Robot Dog horror movies. Probably, like, <laughs> ten. <laughs> I, I feel like there's way more than that. Well, the only difference between this one and those movies is the Benny Hill music that constantly plays and just no blood. Well... Every time that music that you guys keep calling Benny Hill starts, uh, it, before that, it plays the uh, the ch- it may, plays like the da 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 charge. Yeah, it there's plays a lot of like because, license free music too. Well, Hanna Barbera has never been known to let a good idea die, so they reuse the Scrappy Doo. <laughs> oh wow! Puppy power mm. noise every time the is dog goes into action. Exactly. That's exactly what the noise is. Oh my gosh. What? I knew it sounded familiar, but I couldn't put my, my finger on what it was. What's crazy to me is that it didn't occur to me, because like, while I was watching this, <laughs> in my brain I just thought, this is like watching 95 episodes of Scooby-Doo in a row. <laughs> That's what it feels like, because every every scene is like, oh, they got themselves into some hijinks, oh, and now they're out of them. And it's like, this is just a fucking... It's just a Hanna-Barbera cartoon 14 times consecutively. Someday we'll watch one of their other live-action movies, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> kiss the band kiss? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they're really drugged up during, well, like half the band, the, the half that does drugs, they were really drugged up during the, the whole thing, and they had to completely dub those guys. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't help. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been good either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the reason that i ended up picking this movie was because of this picture i'm showing right now i'll go ahead and send it to steven but steven it's that scene where knock off greg brady brady yeah knock off greg brady was there with this like badass looking like cybernetic dog and i was like well this has got to be badass like, that's that's chomps right there yeah i thought this was fucking <laughs> right, chomps right. <laughs> oh, and they even pull out the fucking tire that has the fucking massive holes in it, and they're like, and he's like, "This is what." Yeah, I gotta work on the bite pressure. No, he was like, "Well, the whatever. the dog chased cars. That was the defect with it. Except for the problem was that it kept catching cars." Yeah, that was Bring the punch. Back. That was the yeah. punchline to the setup there. Yeah, <laughs> where but it shows like, like this this tire with the you know big cut cut out of it. So where's the rest of the car? It's buried with the people that that dog ate. <laughs> Yeah, spoiler alert, this is the last time you see this fucking fake Doberman in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really... Far superior. I really feel like (laughs) if that were the case, then... 
like again, if this movie were a little bit more serious, like he would be a disgraced doctor or something like that because his fucking robot canine killed people. But I mean, no. That every time anything happens, like with burglars, like there's constantly burglars around because you eventually find out there's so much crime. Yeah, there's so much fucking. Well, no, rape and crime. It's not though. It's literally just two dudes hired by one well, guy. No, 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 because those guys <laughs> later on, when you're when you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna test out the dog in, in your store," it's like then the guys that are hired to sabotage, well, to capture the dog, they're there, but they don't set off the alarm. They just have like a this fight with the dog and end up losing. Meanwhile, the same store is robbed by actual criminals, which the dog stops by knocking the truck over. And killing them. <laughs> and different guys robbed the, the wheels off the dude's car, right? Yeah. And, and then... Yeah. That was a, those were different. And then robbers. it caught up to them. <laughs> and using uh, construction equipment, caved in the, the top of the car a little bit so they couldn't get out. And I'm just like, is this dog going to actually kill these people? Like, what's going <laughs> on here? And then, you know, it stops. But The whole time I was watching this movie, I was just thinking about when we've talked about, like, renegade cop movies and stuff and how they always do <laughs> way more fucking damage, like financially than than it's worth and like this whole that's chomps exactly this whole time i'm like chomps <laughs> just ran a fucking like unfixable hole through this brick wall we see him <laughs> we, like, we see him destroy okay uh like you can't fix that you gotta tear down the entire fucking wall and replace it i mean you okay. might be able to fix it but it'll just, be a real pain in the ass just stuff that i know that he's that you know this is a uh, private property we see him break like uh, okay. Four, I think four windows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. One so wall, expensive. two doors, uh, the top of a dude's car. <laughs> yeah, he ripped the top off that dude's car. And a doghouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know how pissed I would have been if I was that guy whose car he ripped up just to prove a point? Yeah, well, that, that guy's an asshole anyway. Yeah. But you I knew mean, he was an asshole from scene one. <laughs> yeah, well, we knew that. But the other, but the characters in the movie didn't know. They, he just worked with them. Well, they should have known. It's like you know why they should have known because there's three people that work in this yeah. fucking security. Uh, it's like <laughs> no, okay, so four. There's the inventor of Chomps. There's the owner of the company. There's his like skeezy little sidekick that's clearly the that's bad the vice guy. president. Yeah. And then there's the guy that is calling the police from, like, the circuit board. That's a guy on the ground level. There's four fucking people working here. It's like, I wonder who the leak is. Who keeps telling everybody yeah. how to break into at these the, security systems? At the very beginning of the movie, he says, I don't understand how criminals are so easily defeating my flawless security system unless there's somebody on the inside. And it's like, oh, you just look around the room. <laughs> It's like, oh, who looks like an asshole in this room? <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like... It's probably not my daughter or her husband. This 40-year-old man that, that thinks he's got a chance with his 19-year-old daughter. Those are real life. Those are shoot ages, man. Yeah. I looked them up. It's <laughs> pretty fucked up. Yeah, I mean... And even if they... Okay, so they decided it, it pretty much has to be an inside job. So, guess I better just fire my future son-in-law instead of even trying to figure well, out who it is. he doesn't know about the future son-in-law thing. He hasn't been filled in. <laughs> my girlfriend, my daughter's girlfriend, boyfriend then. Yeah. Right? Like, either way, it's like, the guy is clearly a genius. Like, that's the other part of the movie that is just so frustrating to watch, is that the 
inventor of chomps invented like 150 technologies. <laughs> like literally, he invented yeah. a bulletproof casing for the fucking dog that he completely invented on his own. He invented a com- a brand new nervous system that perfectly mimics a dog's nervous system. A power supply that doesn't seem to need any power, like, recharge, and can just cause a dog to run through a wall. Every one of these is a patent. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, 10, 15, or 20 patents. <laughs> yeah. It's just the fucking... Yeah. Creating a nerve... A fucking... A neural net a processor? New, yes! <laughs> this thing is... Voice yeah. recognition technology? Yeah. <laughs> and, at the end, it becomes self-aware. No spoilers. But he's like, I didn't program the dog to make that sound, and it's like, oh, shit. This dog is aware that we blew him up. Well, at, at that point, it's just a Pinocchio <laughs> ending. You know? It's like, he was a good little doggy, and he was... I'm a real dog. Wild. Yeah, but this <laughs> this Pinocchio can literally just stop a car. <laughs> like It can kick over an armored truck. It pushed over... Tr- yeah. yeah, it kicked over this trucks. This is my point. He uh, kicked over a fucking tree! It, he had the he uprooted a goddamn tree! <laughs> he had the sentience to grab an explosive and blow up a competitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lives, so I'm not sure that Yeah, well, live. it blew him up just the same. I mean, we're talking cartoon log- logic here. Yeah. The- Although that explosion was definitely big enough to kill him, for of sure. Course. <laughs> I, I didn't make the didn't make the comparison until in my head until Wait just a second. I, I just, before we, hold on to that. Okay. When that guy gets blown up, he's in a fucking outhouse. Yeah. There's an outhouse at, like, a bomb range. I mean, this place has, like, an actual building attached. That, that building where, doesn't have any fucking plumbing? Where else is he going to hide, man? It's a Hanna-Barbera show. <laughs> no, it's yeah, where yeah. else is the most em- embarrassing place to be caught and exploded. Yeah. I mean, he gets his clothes blown off. He has, like, a shirt and his, his boxer shorts on at this point. He's naked, and he might have been pooping recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the comparison I didn't make in my head until just now is that uh, the head of this company... He just reminds me of just J. Jonah Jameson rants all the time, but instead of Spider-Man, he's just mad his company's failing. Do you do you guys know who that is? He looks familiar, but I don't know. That's Codrand, Codrand, uh, Conrad Baines. Who is That's the, an awesome name. He's a, yeah, it is just a good Bane. name. He's the dad from uh, Different Strokes. Okay, that, <laughs> that's why I know him. Okay, that and makes this, sense now. Uh, he's angry so often that he's having different strokes. Huh? There are so many people in this movie that that you hear their names all the time on the Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. And uh, that sounds like I a don't horrible think... podcast. No, I would hate awesome. listening. I would hate listening to Gilbert Godfrey talk. He doesn't do the voice all the time. <laughs> he doesn't, though. I don't care. Like, I'd kill myself. It's only most of the time. Yeah, it's only whenever he gets riled up. <laughs> Yeah, like, as soon as you say that, like, because I've, I've watched, when I was younger, I watched an embarrassing amount of Nick at Night in TV land, so, like, as soon as you say that, I'm just like, I know who that is, <laughs> so, I'm on board. Okay, so, movie begins, there's the guy who's invented Chomps, and he's just gotten fired, as we said, from this security company he works for, because... His security system is being easily defeated. As we've previously established, the only way that could possibly be happening is if somebody on the inside is fucking everybody over, and it's pretty obvious who it is. They don't really even try to hide it from us, honestly. uh, That guy, the asshole of the movie, uh, probably the the one thing that any of us would recognize him from is uh, Kill Bill Volume 2. He's the guy who works in the, uh, he runs like the, uh, the strip club. 
and he's like, you guys. I need you like I need an asshole right, right here. here. Yeah. On his own. Him. <laughs> yeah, um, he's clearly not a very nice guy. <laughs> he's got an asshole face. It's like every time we see a movie and there's the guy in it, and we're like, oh, well, if he's in it, he's the bad guy. Like, we just know. We don't have to see the movie. He has almost that face, but he doesn't need to because almost immediately it's very apparent he's the one behind these uh, breaking and entering. Because, okay, if you weren't convinced, like, by what we've described... Here's the sentence that happens. He says, Why, your security system is so brilliant, I could just press this button, and your office would be impenetrable by any burglars. And literally one second later, two burglars walk in with no plans to rob anyone of anything. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, shit. Um, I guess give us your wallets. So they try the, um, the Pulp Fiction robbery, where they're just like, give us all your stuff. They had his daughter at gunpoint. <laughs> When they come in the door. Yeah. You'd think they would have had bigger aspirations than just getting their wallets. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the main character's last name, because why would I? But now that we're looking at the IMDb page, his name is Brian Foster, and that's one of the most just wonderbred names for a character I could think of off the top of my head. Which makes sense, considering this came out in 79, and it really feels like it came out in, like, 72. Because everyone looks like they're dressed out of, like, the early 70s, with the way their outfits are, for this to be, like, right at the doorstep of the 80s. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where you can get free outfits. <laughs> it's the only... It's like, well, these these 70s clothes nobody wants anymore. Just fucking put them in this movie, man. People eat that shit up. So, he reveals to his girlfriend after he gets fired that he's invented this dog that is a breakthrough in a hundred different kinds of science. And he's just like, well, but I need this... You know, now that I'm fired, we need to convince your dad to hire me back so that I can give him this technology I invented. It's like, no, you just sell it directly to the government for a trillion billion dollars. Yeah, this... And then buy your own island and then have your father-in-law murdered for being <laughs> such a piece of shit. Yeah, this, like, him inventing this dog is, like, two mistakes away from being, like, a Reed Richards storyline in, in Fantastic Four where everything goes wrong again because he's inept. And what's even crazier is that... He's a fucking moron, obviously. Like, every single one of the commands that the dog does is just simply, any person in the room can just say a number, and then it will do whatever that number is assigned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a huge flaw! Like, any Especially one of the burglars could have just went, like, 15, and just whatever happens, like... The burglar's now in charge, because he said a number... It doesn't make any sense. The dog jumps the burglars. They're just like, 15! The dog just turns and fires a missile out of its mouth at, at, the, at its owner. <laughs> oh, speaking of missiles... Our, I really uh, wouldn't have been surprised if that happened. The dog is programmed with sound effects. Yeah. That appear to uh, really give the dog some extra authority. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, it's like, like it runs by with like a police siren. And like that gets the cops to follow it. It's like, oh! Well... It must be an enlisted dog. <laughs> it can also do fucking Vietnam sounds. Oh, yeah. Anti-lion er, well, lion sounds. Too. Right up until the point where it was about to play some Credence, and then it had to stop for licensing <laughs> reasons. Like, helicopters, machine guns, whatever. So... Fortunate son. There were a few other technologies <laughs> that he was listing off. Oh, it has fucking x-ray vision? 
And I'm not talking about it can see through the wall with Magnif- literal x-rays. Able to magnify its vision and also has x-ray vision. Yeah. X-ray vision, like, it can look through a brick wall like it isn't there, like Superman. And just see regular images that are on the other side of that brick wall. And also, somehow, just detects burglars. It like, can, how does it know those people out there are burglars? It They're can just see because into it can them. Smell their, it can see into it their can souls. Smell their yes, it can, <laughs> it can <laughs> see their true intentions. It can smell their intentions. He did say that it had all of the senses, but super powered. Yeah. Yeah. And its legs are unbreakable, I think he said. And it could. It has super strength because of, you know, robot yeah, reasons. Yeah, a robot. <laughs> this dog. This guy. This guy 100% belongs in the Seth Brundle category. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, I got this transporter, but since it can't transport humans, fuck it. <laughs> uh, this, it's a piece of crap. I, I guess I'll just sell it to a security company. I'm fucking surprised this dog doesn't run around just doing the penance stare on just criminals. Just, you're a sinner, and then just, they're dead. If there was a sequel to this, it would have to be a horror movie where the dog has taken over the planet. <laughs> Planet of the Chomps. <laughs> I would watch that. I'm surprised this is I watched is a, Chomps, though, so... Considering there was already an episode of Rick and Morty with, with intelligent dogs, I'm surprised this wasn't another episode. This feels like it is pretty obscure. Well, you would think that about some of the stuff Rick and Morty references, like fucking Zardoz. Zardoz Lots is of people know obscure. Zardoz. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really wouldn't point. be surprised because true. it's that exact kind of dog that's in that episode he's talking about of Rick and Morty. It's that, like a little fluffy, like innocent looking dog, and it just becomes a straight world dominator. Hmm. Oh, like in the matter of 25 minutes. So, yeah, it's clear that he's a very irresponsible but insanely brilliant but also insanely stupid person he's like well this works perfectly for my purposes because uh, in a lab i just want to have i just don't want to have to say like whole commands i'll just say numbers and that'll be easier and i won't bother to have it recognize my voice even though it can recognize the intentions of burglars through a wall <laughs> like fuck that i guess no need to build that into your insanely complicated robot dog the reason I'm going on and on about this is because literally the whole rest of the movie is just the dog running through walls and getting continuously tripped by mistaken commands. There is a... Well, l- fucking horrible music plays in the back. There is a lack of substance to this movie. <laughs> There's a lack of a lot of there was one. There was one sequence in the movie where I thought it was genuinely, genuinely tense for the complete wrong reason, though. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Uh, is it the mind diffusal at the, at the yes. end? Yes. They set up... <laughs> I was convinced the actual dog was going to die. Yes, they set up the, the scenario where, uh... Yeah, like, let's okay. just fast forward to the fucking end. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, so, they're trying to prove that this dog can be sold to literally the military, I'm pretty sure, is what these well, people Well, no, are. it's just another... They have mines. It's like, another secure... A bigger security company has offered to uh, merge, merge with them. them. Yeah. And it's, okay, well, we gotta do, like, a little test to prove that we get the goods. I mean, but this is a security company that has multiple Humvees on premises and the explosive and, Well, yeah, and these are, like, military ones because they have the U.S. Uh, MC on them. So these are, like, overseas security. <laughs> yeah, these are, this is, like, Blackwater's. Yeah, <laughs> this is some, this is the next best thing to selling it to the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, so, uh. We get more money from the government, but whatever. They've set up an, a task where, uh, these, these armored vehicles are slowly moving towards, uh, these mines with, like, little antenna on top. When the antenna is bent all the way over, the mine explodes. Only one of them is a real mine. 
the dog is tasked with uh, going, collecting the correct mine and getting it out of the way. Thing is, a real dog that was trained could really do this. Yes. But... And it would not be that big a deal. Okay, so our, our inventor, uh, Brian, he, uh, he invented the dog, Chumps, looking just like his dog, Rascal. Right. So there's a crazy mix em up whenever he's when he he's fighting with his girlfriend, he has to go make up with her. Meanwhile, dad's sitting there with his you know, red hand is like, What am I supposed to do about the test? Well I guess I'll just grab chomps and go. But it turns out it's got the wrong or whatever the got fuck. the wrong one. And uh, <laughs> so it's a real dog. Uh, and these these vehicles, you can't there's no way that the people driving these vehicles, no matter how slow they could see this dog. When it's basically running directly underneath. And I thought, fuck, they're just going to churn through these fucking dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they obviously have multiple ones because there's many dogs there, that look yeah. the same that come, like, come traipsing out at the we end. We know there's at least, like, three. So, <laughs> don't let me forget to bring that up, the, the multiple dogs at the end. Okay. But, so, yeah, um, this me, dog this is, is so smart. Because you think, oh, they're going to accidentally run over yeah, a real Yeah, they're going to kill a real fucking dog. In real life. And the dog, what's crazy is that his dog is also clearly super smart because they ask it to go do this task and it kind of looks like that's what it's doing, even though it can't really be what it's doing, but it like, at least it knew that it wanted them to do something. Like it was like, well, I guess I'll go out here and see what I can see. I mean, maybe some bones or something. I don't fucking know. But so yeah, you think, fuck, this dog's really going to get blown up. This is pretty fucked up. Well, or like, I uh, thought the dog was really going to get ran over. Yeah. Which it might have. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We're people still, died in I the didn't stick a, I didn't stick around for the uh, no, in no, animals were, the <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making of the picture. <laughs> this movie is dedicated to the to the memory of Spot, Sprocket, <laughs> just 14 different dogs. In memory of Spot, or uh, in memory of Grease Spot, formerly known as just Spot. <laughs> right. Six day spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they get the dog there, the robot version. It saves the day by moving the mine in front of the outhouse that's for whatever reason there, which has got the bad guy in it. The dude has been trying to steal the secrets. Yeah, he's the whole been movie. spying on them from this comical outhouse. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all squared away, but then, oh, turns out this is all a ruse and they were going to steal the plans. For the dog, which are for some reason in the safe at the security company, even though uh, the inventor of Chomps invented this completely at his house, and we never saw them move anything yeah, well, to I the mean, security company. That's true, but also like he got a promotion, he has his own office now. Maybe he put stuff in the safe. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, it is dumb. So the burglars that have been fucking everything up the whole movie go to steal the uh, plans. They fuck that up too. Yeah. Um, and then Chomps grabs the plastic explosives and just jumps. Right out the fucking window, or C4, or whatever it is. Yeah. He gets blown the fuck up, and then he lands on the ground, all charred and annihilated. And he... He has wires and things sticking out of him. Yeah, like but that. his eyes are still glowing, and his tail is wagging, and it's like, guess what that means whenever you're talking about a dog that's eyes are literally powered just by electricity? It doesn't mean shit. It's probably still fucked. But I guess it doesn't mean that, It doesn't mean that in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. No, it doesn't. So... <laughs> A couple tweaks and he's right back to good and it's all good and the movie's everything's great and then we get to the end and there's just like 
dogs walking from a back room in his fucking laboratory like, oh, so the dogs can self-replicate now. So this is the beginning of the fucking Terminator apocalypse. I thought he was, those were just dogs More he had built. made. Yeah, he was just building them. I mean, but if the dogs nice. were around when he was building them, they know how to make themselves now. I, I'm, all, I got <laughs> I'm just saying. Cons- number 69. <laughs> That's considering- your chance, <laughs> Do the 69, chomps. Considering who made this. Lick the peanut butter off my balls. <laughs> oh, terrible. But considering who made this and also just it basically being a cartoon anyway, I'm a little surprised we didn't get like a clip of like a factory scene where the dogs are being made with that same like factory music that was just dogs coming out i mean that would have been a really good segue into the next movie where all of these people from this movie are just slaves that are being made to like do menial tasks for dogs they're working the bone mines, right? <laughs> because of course, once the robot dogs take over, it'll be a Planet of the Chomps situation, literally. In that they will be like, "Well, we have to also free all these dogs from subservience." So they'll find a way to like raise the intelligence of the stupid dogs, the regular dogs. They laughed at me, but no longer. For this is the rise of the Chomps. Rise of the Planet of the Chomps. Yep. Uh, we didn't really mention, uh, I know we mentioned his name, but we didn't really mention that the, uh, black dog just calls everyone Jive Turkey and has 70s funk play every, a, every time it comes on the it's screen. It's totally meaningless. It's stupid. <laughs> it could be out of the movie and not one thing would be different. Nothing. That Monster is <laughs> Nothing. only there to pad the movie. As is the next door neighbor who blows her whistle and that fucks up Chomps because well, he gets I mean, fucked up anyway, even without that. You don't need that. At all. They could have used that as a thing. But they know, didn't. But they, you know, they didn't actually use it. But, you know, whatever. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> it took forever. Just watch an episode of Scooby-Doo, one of the ones with um, Scrappy doing it. Watch the one with Batman. Where his, there you uh, go. They, where they forget to draw his uh, tights in one scene. <laughs> or the one with uh, John Cena. No. No. <laughs> no. Apparently it's unanimous. We are not watching the Scooby-Doo that has John Cena in it. I mean, I used to know John Cena, and uh, it's I, even then I don't want to watch his Scooby Doo cartoon. <laughs> hey, The Undertaker was in it too, D Hart. I know. <laughs> I've seen it. It's not good. He didn't want to watch it, and he has already. Stop making him relive it. All right, so a somewhat different movie, but also. Similar in many respects, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. And also just as insufferable for different reasons. Yep. According to IMDb, Dr. Goldfoot has invented an army, 12, of bikini-clad robots who are programmed to seek out wealthy men and charm them into singing over their assets. Signing over their assets, sorry. Craig Gamble and Todd Armstrong set out to foil the fiendish plot. You know this was only a year after Goldfinger? Yeah, it's meant to be a parody. Well, at least that was a jumping-off point. Yeah, because it's really not a parody. No, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, there's apparently... Um, <laughs> well, I was looking at apparently... I, I couldn't find anything that confirmed it, but I think at one point they had to advertise this as Dr. G and the Bikini Machine because of issues with Goldfinger. Well, but I'm no, not... it was... Uh, they called it Dr. G in uh, the UK because there was a Dr. Goldfoot. Uh, okay, that's what it was. All right. <laughs> so, either way, they're clearly just trying to steal some cred from the gold finger 
regardless of if it's a parody, because the fact that he has gold feet or gold shoes really is all it is. Did you see, like, exactly once? I plays think. into this none. Not even for a second. I mean, the the bikini-clad women are mostly, like, when you see them coming off the assembly line, they're wearing gold bikinis. That's it. That's all you have tying to this stupid fucking name. I don't understand why they didn't just give him, like, regular-looking neat gold shoes, but instead they gave him fucking Genie from Aladdin shoes. They're like, not even. They're like a department store elf know, I would Christmas time. <laughs> I would really like to see, like, a Weird Al-style parody of uh, Dr. Feelgood with, he's the one that's called Dr. Goldfoot. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make me all right. <laughs> if this movie was made in the 80s, you totally would have gotten that. Yeah. It's just too old. It's just too old for that. So, misnomer, it's not a bikini machine. It makes women who happen to be wearing bikinis. He calls the machine the bikini machine. I know that, but it's stupid as fuck. Even though on the poster they say this is a bikini machine, they point to the to the lady did, did in you the see, bikini. Did you see this as a sequel? Or there is a sequel, rather, Yeah, I actually downloaded the sequel when I downloaded this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's called Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs, and now they're explosive robots. I mean, why? Well, and he's trying to murder people in the sequel instead of just take their money. <laughs> I feel like murdering them would have not mattered to him in the first one, though. Well, after you get the... You want to get the money first, then you murder them. In the second one, the plot is that they're specifically designed to blow up high-ranking generals of NATO. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> really advanced the plot there. And, and yeah, and to start a war between Russia and America. Is it... I mean, that's almost literally a plot of a James Bond movie. Yeah, I mean, in fact, these <laughs> yeah. are... Or Mission Impossible. These things are referenced in uh, the uh, Austin Powers movie. Or, it's like they're the inspiration for Fembots. Or yeah. modern day politics. Da -da -da. Alright, Cheats, I'll give it to you. So their plot is to just steal money by way of seducing men using robotic women. So Everything I guess adds up so far. I guess it wasn't <laughs> I guess it wasn't cheaper to just pay regular women to seduce men. Well, these are specially made and have their own various tools needed to seduce men, such as like perfume that just makes them go along with what they what you want them just to do. Just give that they perfume to a like, regular fucking girl. No, it doesn't work that way, Philip. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. They have to be robots. They have their own. It's like <laughs> the Matrix downloading the information into their brain. That's the only thing they have over regular women. But regular women have regular boobs. So they clearly, don't need all that other shit. Clearly you're not a supervillain because it always has to be robots. You should know this. I mean, there's only 12. But still, well, a lot. All the robots are different. I was going to say, you see the group of them like, I think once. I, I, I think you see the group that he has made once. And you see another one later because the punchline is, aha, it has the voice of a man. Because it's 1965, because of course that's funny. Um, oh, it's a transgender robot somehow. Yeah. Because it kicks the guy's ass, and that's somehow related to it having a deeper voice when it's a robot. Yes. It's a fucking robot. It doesn't matter if it has a girl voice or a boy voice. It should be able to kick anyone's ass. I thought it was just a smoker lady voice. <laughs> like oh, okay, like Dr. Girlfriend? Oh, from... it's, it's obviously not like a... <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly like that. I'm pretty sure it was literally a dude's voice. Like, a guy was I voicing I couldn't tell. Him. I mean, it, it's, it was a distorted voice. Yeah. So, was, either know. way. We also haven't mentioned at all that Dr. Goldfoot is played by Vincent Price. Well, I was going to mention it earlier. I was going to ask Cheats if, 
the sequel also has Vincent Price. Yes. He's yeah, the only character that carries over. Well, who cares? I mean, he's the only one that needs to. In fact, this wasn't a hit in America. It was a hit in Italy, which uh, actually I want to watch the second one more because it's directed by Mario Bava. <laughs> I'm sure he's, it's better. Like, well, he's a, you know, very well-known Italian director. Yeah. I wouldn't be All against this movie it. does is make me mad that Vincent Price wasn't a Bond villain. He totally should have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think... 100%. I think him not being a Bond villain, I think this is what he got instead. Like, he was like, well, well yeah. I'm making this other movie. Fuck you, James and, Bond. And it's just a super watered-down version of what we know Vincent Price can do. Well, so, a big part <laughs> of the movie is Vincent Price exhibiting all the different ways he's invented to hide weapons, mostly knives, inside of other things. Sometimes it's a punching glove. Well, hold on. No, he didn't invent that. That was Igor who invented that. Oh, okay. The thing, the, the thing that he shows is that they're opera glasses, <laughs> and they stab they, you in the eyes. But the knives are also poison. Yes. <laughs> it is yeah. like why? Them. Why do you need poison? <laughs> well, because they wouldn't be dead from being stabbed in the eyes, Steven. They'd just be it blind. It would just suck. Then why? Like, and, and then, then why stab him in the eyes, Stephen? The answer yeah. is he's a super villain. He has to stab them in the eyes. Yeah. Dude, That's just for pleasure. I feel like I feel like it's a little bit of excessive death. Well, he also made a disintegration <laughs> ray and, and that, a type of lipstick. That fucking cracked my shit all the way up. Like, that was the funniest part of the whole movie because you thought, oh, he invented these opera glasses and they've got knives that, that pop out and stab him in the eyes. Poison knives. Yeah, poison knives. <laughs> so the knives are poison and that's how they die. Yeah. So it's like, but you handed him the opera glasses. They're gonna know, everyone who's around is gonna know you murdered that person. <laughs> it's not like you got away with anything. And then he's like, "Oh, I've got it. I'll put the poison on the lipstick." That's what you think. That's what you yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, but guess what? The lipstick just disintegrates them he instantly. Got <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You invented a lipstick that could disintegrate a person, and you're fucking. You're screwing around trying to steal money from dumb people? <laughs> Just sell that to the fucking government! Like, how fucking awesome would a James Bond movie have been if Vincent Price was just like a reverse Q? And he just made, like, really evil fucking inventions. I mean, has there been, like, a counter-agent in any of those movies? What do you mean a counter-agent? An agent on the opposite side. Well, yeah. yeah always a bunch of... Well, I mean, like, one, like a recurring, like a... Uh... No, it's no, always a different recurring. bad guy. Always. Uh, that seems like the, the way to go, you know? Well, it would be, except for James Bond is such a badass that he always kills the guy he's after. He does always kill always. the shit. Always. <laughs> Sometimes he throws him off a fucking I mean, cliff into kill, a satellite dish. He could dish. kill, like, the villain, like, the head villain, but, you know, if there were, like, there a... Could be a, a, a well, rogue, I'll get away to fight another day. Yeah, yeah. a rogue agent. We're going to have the, have the Vincent Price laugh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could have been fucking Vincent Price. <laughs> 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 I'll invent something for somebody else. <laughs> Like, he laughs, like, 18 times in this fucking movie. That's yeah. his gimmick. Oh, I know, I know, but he's just making everyone well aware that it, it's he, Vincent Price. He does a total <laughs> Skeletor voice the whole fucking movie. Hey, man! Uh, but... <laughs> Feed them to Beast Man! <laughs> anyway, uh, he's the real main character of this movie, obviously, but the two protagonists are just absolutely insufferable. <laughs> Like, they are so fucking stupid. Okay, uh, the main people from this movie, uh, they're both uh, recurring stars in uh, what they call in bikini pictures. <laughs> American International made a series of movies, all the word, with the word bikini in the title. 
and uh, Frankie Avalon and uh, this other guy, who I can't remember his name, but he was Dobie Gillis on TV. Did they also make Pajama Party and Beach Blanket Bingo? I know at least Frankie Avalon's in that one. Probably both of them. How did this become a genre? <laughs> like... Well, because the one production studio just Who said asks it is. for these? Before the 70s, they were still going by the Hayes Code, where you couldn't have, like, a, a bunch oh, of... Oh, so everybody was just whacking their whacking bikinis. their pods to the bikinis. What's the best... What's the next best thing? It's like, hey, I mean, let's show let's show the teens in their bikinis. Yeah. Does, you don't understand this, Stephen, The teens being in their 20s and 30s. Since you've been 12 years old, you've been able to get porn on the internet. <laughs> this is why you don't get why there was an, a, a, a market for the, the bikini movies where it's just, well, there's hijinks, but don't worry about all that. There's boobs. Yeah, because, like, there, there, is, there is a maximum amount of thirst in this movie. Like, oh, yeah. At, like, some people are just parched, I well, guess. Yeah, I mean, like, this guy agrees to marry this robot and never gets to have sex with her. No. She's always just like, oh, if you could just sign a few more documents for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got these bond, these stocks and bonds. Oh, I don't I got know. this power attorney. <laughs> okay, they wake up. They wake up at his house. Is this his house? I'm assuming this is his because a robot doesn't have a house. This is his apartment. <laughs> Remember, what? he's got a secret bar. Yeah, you know what else he's got for some reason? Two twin beds instead of having an adult bed like a fucking real human being. And then a fucking divider that goes between the twin beds? It seemed to all already be set up. Unless they got there and the bikini machine was like, no, I'm going to set this situation up. Just stand there and watch while you're drunk. And we'll just not do it. And These guys a spend a remarkable amount of time being drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Constantly drunk. They're drunk for most of the movie. <laughs> And uh, I think that's mostly to just encourage the audience to be drunk, and that way the movie doesn't have to be good. It makes the movie better. It would have to. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because so, a full half of it has nothing to do with the established plot. No, nothing to do. Like, they get to Vincent Price's torture chamber, and then there's yeah. like an hour of movie left, and that's almost all you do. Oh, the there's no bikini women after the, uh, that, basically. No, not really. The, the torture chamber is directly from another movie like that scene is another movie i mean i know i've seen it they lifted it from another movie and put it in this movie <laughs> why not <laughs> fuck it yeah i'm just what saying movie is it from uh it was uh the pit and the pendulum i believe <laughs> i know i've seen this i it's think this is a trivia yeah. this <laughs> is a um trope that's been lifted from ton or it, it's just a popular culture thing now as far as i'm concerned where there's a giant axe, and it's swinging in front of you, and then it's just very slowly lowering itself. But see, for once, the villain was using this device correctly in that it was mostly just to do psychological tor torture to the victim so that they would give over this information that he wants. When in this case, it's like he wants him to sign over his property. But it's like the sign dude is like... Sign over his entire life, essentially. The dude is like, no, cut me in half. Fuck it. Like, are you serious? Give him the fucking money. You can just file a fucking well, stolen identity report. At that, at, <laughs> I don't think you can in 1965. You totally can. <laughs> there was identity theft then. I mean, there wasn't that much they could do about it, but you could at least prove that you weren't the one, you know, you could get your shit back. 
It's not like they're going to believe Vincent Price over him. Just yeah, lie. Okay. Just, like, just because he's Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you like to sign with this regular pin? It's like, okay. <laughs> it's definitely not going to blow me up or fucking set me on fire or something. Or have a tiny needle that oh. poisons me. <laughs> yeah. No, it wouldn't be tiny. It would be like the they whole have, pin. They have the most outrageous pins. Just like the regular pin that he's using. Oh, it's like a giant feather duster from well, hell. No, no, I mean, that's Vincent Price's pin. Oh, of yeah. course he writes with No, he's talking well. about the other pin, the one that's like a full like foot long. Yes. Well, that's for just for movie purposes, so that you can see it. <laughs> it's a foot long, and it's fucking golden. And it's just like... <laughs> it's got like this little flag on the end of it. It was a regular pin that he used to sign for the uh, yeah the ticket that he got earlier. Whenever he oh, was... that was a cop's pin. Right. A cop isn't going to have, like, some ornate pin. I mean, I would if I if everyone had what to sign... What if some perp walks off with it? Like, <laughs> shoot him. There, there's, only, there's only two jokes in this entire movie that I thought were amusing. That doesn't make them good jokes. I'm just saying I was amused by them. The first one is, like, right after the, one of the main guys wrecks at the beginning of the movie because she was bent over looking at the tires in some car she, uh, she flattened. And then she walks over and she's just like, oh, I'm completely flat. And then he just looks straight at her tits and just like, I wouldn't say that. And I'm just like, okay, that's a little clever for 1965. I'm okay with this one. What about the uh, champagne? Like, uh... That's the other joke. <laughs> and whenever they're, they're, whenever they're in the champagne lounge and Igor uh, drops uh, the ice cube down that lady's dress and then reaches down and somehow pulls up just her panties... And then fucking Vincent Price is just like, you've touched the bottom now. I'm just like, okay, that one's I, a little funny. I thought you, DR I, was talking I, about I, the champagne bottle that fired off whenever the, like, yes, prematurely when the girl sat next yeah, to him on the bed. She's, <laughs> she's, that one's okay. This is their second night married. He thinks this is the big moment. <laughs> he grabs the champagne glass, and it, or the champagne bottle, and it fucking pops off early. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but just before he does that, he's like twisting it around in front of himself. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... He's being very, this is my dick about it, and then it fires a bunch of fucking white foam in the air. This is a premature ejaculation joke. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Thanks yes. for explaining that to me. <laughs> I wouldn't have got it had you not told me. The champagne <laughs> that's firing out is representative of yeah. jizz. Yes. Holy shit, is that what that penis. is? I thought it was also really <laughs> hilarious, that one I mentioned earlier, where it was like, this lipstick disintegrates you! It's like, wow, you're really fucking up your game. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, nice and, and so many more! There's like a fucking huge book that this dude is supposed to sign, and when he opens it up, swords come out of it! It's like, what the Would fuck? you mind signing my guest book? Yeah. <laughs> Why? The, the... What good is that gonna do, Vincent Price, if that guy's dead? He wants his money. You know what? You just forged his signature at that point. I the... mean, just kill him then. Like, why do you... The briefcase... is so stupid. ...with the boxing glove in it caught me off guard. Because... Well, because it was a literal dude's arm coming up out it, of the box and it was, punching the guy in the face. Like, I still would have just been like, I wasn't expecting the boxing glove on the spring bit. But it's like, it, yeah, you're right. It's an entire human arm just whop. And I'm just like, really? That's that's what that weapon is? And you know they had to hire somebody with, like, actual boxer muscles because it was like a muscly <laughs> boxer's arm. It's like, come on. Get out of here with these ridiculous... That's so much effort. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like, it's so much effort. It's just a uh, trapdoor Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> just, you, you, just, you get near a door and just open up, whop, and then just close it. It's just a Mike Tyson in a box. Of course, you're dead then because yeah. it's Mike Tyson punching you, but... <laughs> yeah. Literally, you just die. 
<laughs> he eats your children. Yeah. I, he didn't have to. You know, I like his <laughs> likes to do it. I like Homer Simpson. He's a nice guy. But I'm definitely going to make wolfins of his children. <laughs> what about the uh, children's mother? I, I, I imagine that she would die of grief. <laughs> Nothing beats that fucking joke. Oh, Simpsons. How much I love you. More than gold foot in the bikini machine also it's such an unremarkable name that multiple times this week somebody asked me like what movies we're doing and i was like uh dr goldfoot in the fucking robot hotties i, I couldn't remember the name and it doesn't matter i think she, the girl bombs is a much better title yeah the girl bomb sounds like an it awesome sounds like a much better plot too. yeah all, and all, the, all they would need to do is get the rights to cherry bomb and they're just on Easy Street. I think like, it should be Dr. Goldfoot and the Lava Bombs myself, but... The Lava Bombs! <laughs> I Will Kill You. Starring Tommy Lee. <laughs> Jones. I wonder if... Yeah, the regular Dr. Tommy Lee? into the public domain no. yet? <laughs> Tommy Lee, comma, Jones is what it would be. Is what? Sorry. Is Dr. Goodfoot in the public domain yet? It Can we make be... a Dr. Goodfoot movie? In Goldfoot or Goodfoot? Ah, uh, Goldfoot. Good Gold. Dr. Okay. Good Gold. <laughs> See, it's very unremarkable. <laughs> 1965, I mean, probably. I mean, we'd probably have to Google around, but I bet we could find the rights to it for 50 bucks, even if it's not out of, you know. I just want to have that parody song in it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I mean, we could probably we could probably get a handy cam, spray paint our, our feet gold. We can make another Goldfoot sequel. I kind of liked the... Both of these movies had uh, creative uh, credit sequences. Opening credits. That's oh, fair. Yeah. Well, okay. Chomp's credits were like five minutes long. I was like, you blew half your budget on this 90-minute animation you did at the beginning. Uh, that was very cheap. <laughs> Either way. So weird. <laughs> it's t- yeah. Oh, they did have their own song, too, though. Yeah. Chomps, it's a chomps, chompy, chompy, chomp, chomps. They've got to pet out the movie some way. Yeah, they bought, they had one song made for chomps, and then they used it 500 times. It's so, <laughs> the art said that they use, they do that musical cue, like, continuously throughout the movie, that doesn't really sum up just how often you hear this one 14 second clip of well, the song. Every time the dog goes into action, they play this, the dog going in. Well, first they charge up. Da, 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 yeah. And then they play the thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's every time. And it happens like seriously 50 times. The dog <laughs> continuously gets triggered. It's, it's a dog trigger warning, if you will. Do you guys think the Goldfoot song was just another shot at James Bond? Yes. Absolutely. There's oh no disagreement on that from me. And uh, one more thing about the movie before we move on to the diggity scale. The fucking line from that song where the girls are the cutest girls you've ever seen and they behave like slaves. <laughs> well, robot is derived from, from the, the word, word slave, <laughs> yes. But still. <laughs> still. Yes. I mean... <laughs> I like the point where uh, the You're two ju- guys at, have, they're starting to escape. It's like, well, what about Diane? It's like, she's a robot. Fuck her. It's like, you know what? We're just going to France together. <laughs> they go on a little gay vacation. Ga- <laughs> it was a total vacation. <laughs> like, why would they go to France together? 
What so the... romantic. <laughs> no, it's it's literally just so that they could be on a plane it's, with Dr. Goldberg. Dude. It's a broken. No, no, he, wasn't, he wasn't on the plane. It was uh, his boss, Uncle Donald. Wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Oh, wait. He, I think he was after... He was driving the plane. You're just going to have to hold on, Steven. they got to argue about this more. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's it's uh, Brobots before Hobots, you know? God damn it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Except for they're not robots, so it's not Brobots. <laughs> so, um, yes, the diggity scale. What do you guys <laughs> yes. think? That. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days every Tom's we... is no diggity and, uh, <laughs> no doubt it is no diggity <laughs> and uh, I would say that hardly any diggity in uh, Dr. Goldfoot I mean just J- Vincent Price alone gives it a little bit a he little gets diggity. one diggity point I, I am in complete agreement with E-Heart that, is, that was my rating as well okay yeah, so I, I, did, I did it a slight a bit higher than you guys I did hardly any diggity for Chomps I can't and believe that. A slight <laughs> rise in dignity for Dr. Goldfoot. No. Well, I just like them both I... slightly more than you guys. That's all. <laughs> That's the only difference. And it was only because I picked them because I wanted to see a robot dog. And then this bikini one was a good thing to pair it with. Yeah. That was all. <laughs> I... I saw the okay. robot dog I wanted to see. I got to see that Doberman. Dude. Not for very long. Brandy was loving Chomps. Like, whenever she was... Dude, of course she was, because she fucking loves dogs. That's all this movie is. It's just dogs running around being cute and having light-up eyes. It's a dog movie, and it could have been a mid-90s Disney movie made for TV. And she she fucking died whenever Chomps, like, (laughs) parkour off the side of that fucking armored truck. (laughs) Well, dude, some of that shit was funny. Like, that's why you can't give this movie no diggity. I have to give it at least hardly any diggity. And you guys can say... That it was insufferable, and you can't give it even a single sliver of diggity. The only thing that was insufferable for me was the music. Like, the way that the music just fucking just filled up the movie. Yeah, that did make it bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's kind of my thing, is that, like, I can understand why you list the hardly any diggity, because there is parts of it that, that are amusing, like the parkour off the truck, but it's too it's too long, even if though it wasn't that long. If this was seven minutes long, it would have been a perfect short TV movie. Because some TV movies back in the 70s would fit into an hour and a half time slot with commercials. Right. And this would have been perfect for that, because there's no substance to it. I agree. <laughs> I think, I, I honestly feel like that's what it was meant to be, and then they're just like, we're just not keep filling me. <laughs> right, we haven't. They just didn't sell it to a network, and so they're just like, I guess this is just going to be a movie. I guess have have monsters say shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so we can put that this was in a so theater. tacked on. <laughs> that was so tacked on. And you're just like shit, and then that was the ending. <laughs> really dumb. But uh, yeah, for the reasons I said, I had to give it at least a little diggity. But I mean. I agree with you. It was very insufferable. <laughs> but I had to sit through Run Lola Run's music. So this, <laughs> the music in this yeah. is stupid and repetitive, but I've watched Scooby-Doo before. Like, I've watched yeah. a marathon of Scooby-Doo before. <laughs> and this, But it wasn't an hour and a half of fucking techno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not just is... regular techno, like Eurobeat techno. Shitty, Dude, shitty techno. It was fucking shitty. That movie sucks. I don't care what any of you guys say. Run Lola Run is a piece of shit. Steven, how much diggity would you give Run Lola Run? Negative diggity. You can't. And no. I don't remember who it was, but somebody left us some feedback on that 
episode that said that it was one of their favorite movies. And I just want to say, whoever it is, fuck you. No. I, I would put... <laughs> no. That's, that's no. unfair. It's, I, would put it, I would put it somewhere in a slight diggity range. No. See, I, I have to give it some because it does things I've never seen before. But it was so fucking aggravating to watch that it almost gets nothing from me as a result. But I would I would also have to give it a, a hardly any diggities. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I, would, I would not none. Goose egg. I mean, fair, not that we're reviewing yeah, Run, Lola, Run. I just fair amount of diggity on that for me. See? we It's all across the board. Just That's why we got the diggity scale. Okay, so for these movies... Which one would you watch again? I guess Chomps. Dr. Goldfoot. Dr. Goldfoot. I, yeah. I've got the sequel at home, ready to go. It's like, I didn't want to watch it before this because it's like, I don't want it too many gold feet. <laughs> well, no, you'd probably get confused because yeah. I bet you anything, it's just the same movie's outtakes just made it to another I would expect movie. that it's actually a lot better because Mario, be. Mario Baba is a good fucking director. Well, if you want to pick it for, next <laughs> week, for your next choice, no, go I mean, right ahead. Yeah, I think it's unanimous. Dr. Goldfoot is clearly superior to Chomps. Halloween's coming up. <laughs> Unless Brandy was on the podcast and then Chomps would win for one of us. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the show. Do we have? Yeah, we have a piece of feedback, feedback, but I don't know if you guys heard me, but I think I'd rather watch Chomps again, so it's not unanimous. Oh, really? We did not hear it. Yeah. Wow. Because really the only thing that bothered me about the movie was... I mean, it was dumb as fuck, obviously, but <laughs> we've watched so many dumb as fuck movies that I'm just kind of like, okay, it whatever. Was I have to, very I have to put it in, into... Per, it, it, I had to put it into perspective. There was way cooler shit for me to look at in, in Chomps, like when you open the dog up and you had like the cool fucking wire system but and the dog spine. Steven, and, what about all those awesome murder machines from Vincent Price? They were neat. <laughs> Upper glasses with I mean, we, poisonous I've seen eyes. James Bond. I've seen, I've seen other movies that have that, and I'll, I'm always going to favor cool sci-fi shit. I think number 11 was doing her fucking best with uh, what she got, because every time like, he sent her a new a new thing, it's like she had this crazy fucking stupid look on her face. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Just really quick, orders. who thought that the number 11 robot, because he was like abusing her because she kept failing... Who thought she was going to, like, rise I wanted her to. Revolt. I wanted her to. Yeah. I thought she was really going to team up I, with the guys. That I, would have been such a better ending. See, I thought that she was going to become human, kind of. Yeah. I mean, as much as you can as a robot. As much as Chomps did. Right. Exactly. She just becomes self-aware at the end. <laughs> I don't know. And realizes yeah. she doesn't want to be electrocuted while have scrubbing a floor like Cinderella. Yeah. I guess. I That's guess... what I expected. Instead, the guys just said, fuck them. <laughs> Let's get out of here. So, no, I mean, I just... Chomps, number one. <laughs> number one chomps. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's the feedback? <laughs> For a second, I thought you were being serious. I was like, somebody well, just sent us a piece of feedback that says chomps is number one? I would... If anyone, if anyone has seen chomps, please let us know. For because God's sake. It's like... I, we I mean, never before, heard we, before we mentioned it, <laughs> had we, yes, Philip will. Philip said that he'll mail you a T-shirt, so you hold Philip accountable for that. <laughs> I mean, I have mailers. All that would cost me is the four dollars and fifty cents for the mailing fee or whatever. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, fine. If you've seen Chomps before this recording, <laughs> if you put yourself through it, you let deserve a T-shirt. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Or let us know. And All right, my one piece of feedback is from Joel Mingle. He yeah, sent he me a is. picture of Toxic Shark and House Shark. Two shitty movies from Walmart, I'm assuming. 
And he said, God damn it, you guys keep watching this shit. And Walmart and the production company just sees that three or four people rent this shit and assume a lot of people are watching them as a result of the podcast. This is all your faults, and may God have mercy on your souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that God is going to have well, that much mercy. Well, it's not just us. There are other podcasts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those <Yeah>. exist. <laughs> Most of them haven't been... Uh... I don't know. I want to go ahead and claim that we're the exclusive movie podcast that watched Shark Exorcist. Guarantee. I, I guarantee you there's at least one more. Well, there I guarantee you there wasn't. there's not one more with as many episodes that's gone for as many years as us. <laughs> Not right, even close. Yeah. We are the OG when it comes to that shit. <laughs> We're the OG Shark Exorcist podcast. You know, what I will say... The podcast <laughs> barely existed when we started doing this show. That's true. Um, what we should be saying is, there would be other podcasts that have watched Shark Exorcist, but they decided that to be their first episode, and then they just stopped right there. Yeah, <laughs> they, they watched that up. Raiders of the Shark or whatever. Lash. Raiders of the Lost Shark. Yes, yeah. I've seen it, and the I decided kid. it's not good enough to mention on a show. <laughs> Which is what I would have done. Not even good enough to mention. <laughs> well, like, D-Hart's going to make me edit that out, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. All right, so let's let's finish. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, uh, well, if you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on iTunes, where they can download all of our episodes for free. They can also get them from UnitedCypher.com, where they can find other United Cypher podcasts uh, in the United Cypher Presents feed, like Anime Alphabet, Fallout Forecast, uh, Music Video Countdown, and Talks Over Games. Uh, check out some podcasts we listen to on the regular, like Nerdonomy, who present nerds on film. Uh, check out Sean vs. Wild, Trick or Treat Radio. It's spooky season coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Straight up haunted house that I have right now. <laughs> yeah, you probably couldn't here? hear it, but it, there was I heard a, a creak. very ominous creak. I heard a, I yeah. Heard a creak. Yeah. <laughs> Claudio was in uh, there. We're about to be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter. Our handle is at MPM Podcast. Uh, with that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Bill the Chomps Collins. Dr. Cheatsfoot and the Diggity Machine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Yeah.